I'm Alexa. And I'm Nicole. What's up, girl? Oh, you know, living the dream life. One Burt's Bees at a time. One. <laughs> you're so obsessed with... That's your intro? That's what you're going to talk about this week? Well, I just want to give... Uh, just like a small update on my life. So, right. as you know, I really enjoy a good Burt's Bees. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think it's important to have my lips moisturized at all times. Hydration. Yeah. Number key. I don't Number want one to be key. out here chap lipping looking gross. Chap lipping. I'm glad your <laughs> lips are chap lipped. Chap lipping could be a thing, maybe. Oh, fine. Well, I don't want to be chap lipped and looking gross. Okay. So, I like to say, you know, prepared and I have my Burt's Bees. Mm -hmm. So I've recently realized, well, my husband has brought it to my attention that literally there are Burt's Bees in every corner of our home. And so there's like two in our couch that he discovered this week. There were a couple in the bed. What? A couple in the bed? Yeah. (laughs) There was like one under the cover and one on the side of the bed. So while you're sleeping, that's the best time to moisturize? There's definitely times where I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm like, I need just a quick little like lap around the lips. (laughs) You're just dreaming, having a good dream, and you're like, actually, I'm feeling a little crusty right now. Let me break out of this dream and moisturize. I like toss. Like when you toss and turn, like you like wake up for that hot second. Yeah. If I toss and I wake up for that hot second and my lips feel dry, I'm like, oh, we got to fix this shit. This isn't right. Do you ever scream out Bert in the middle of the night? And would that be an issue for your husband? I feel like it would. I haven't done that. I just, you know, quietly handle my business and roll back over. Okay. So what was he complaining? Like, hey, let's get this under control. He's just not really pleased with the fact that, like, every time he sits down, there's, like, a Burt's Bees that comes out of nowhere. They're kind of, like, phantom now. Like, they'll roll out from various places in, like, the middle of the day. I didn't think this intro was going to be as good when you wanted to talk about chapstick, but you know what? This is really good. You're welcome. So I say all that to say that I'm trying to scale down on my Burt's so that they are not assaulting people as they come into our home. Good. Okay. Um, Noted for when I come over. I'm going to ra- wear a raincoat. So now I'll, go, now I'll go from, like, three Burt's Bees in the cat to just one okay all right let's see i'm i'm interested in this let's see if uh, you're able to actually do this i don't know i'll keep you posted okay how good. are you what's going on um i'm not as moisturized as you i don't think but i you have discovered that me in the wild don't really get along okay um you know not surprising i'm a little prissy mm. some might say no. a little high maintenance um you know i i like my 21st century uh luxuries so You know, at night we have two dogs and we have to take them out to use the restroom. And that's the extent of my outdoor adventure, okay. walking my dogs. Okay. So it's well, late also at night. You walk them. You don't really, sometimes you just like let them off of the, like you open the door and you're like, go dogs. Correct. I like to avoid as much outdoor fun, in quotation marks, okay. as possible. Okay. So on this one night, my wife and I go down and like you said, we, I don't try to veer too far away from our building, yeah. our apartment complex, but my wife was holding the door open. And I walk about three feet, maybe, outside of the door to make sure that the dogs are good as okay. they go to the bathroom. And out of the corner of my eye, it's it's nighttime, right? I just see this, like, whir, this, like, animal. And I swear to God, I think it's a coyote. So I literally turn to my wife and I go, oh, babe, there's a coyote. Nico, Teddy, right? I'm trying to get them back. coyotes in this part of LA. Okay. This crazy-ass Karen came up to us, like, a month ago, being like, your dogs are off leash. There's coyotes around. Don't you know? Oh. And we're like what but we're not in an area of los angeles that coyotes would be but that got into my mind right so i see this this huge animal from the corner of my eye and i'm thinking i gotta save my precious dogs i look again it comes out of the shadows it's a freaking cat a fat cat it's a tiny fat cat and it's just like 
<laughs> it was like 20 feet away in the light. And you're like hiding from a cat. And fucked with my mind is what happened. So you were hiding from a cat. Yeah. That so was fat and probably couldn't even walk very well. I start cracking up. And on my way back, again, I'm three feet out, right? My wife is cracking up on at me, right? She's. We went from like thinking we're going to have to defend our animals to the death <laughs> to this like cute chubby cat to coming cat. out being like, meow. I turn around and I swear to God, I'm not making this up. A fucking opossum comes out of the plant and is walking toward me and I scream. I literally, I go, ah, I scream. It looks at me, its whole body jumps off the ground because it gets scared it at me. It was probably scared, right. And it runs back and I run in the house. That's my, so that's my week. So maybe you should stay inside. I'm going to stay inside. Moral of the story, outside is not for you. I'm going to borrow one of your Burt's Bees. I'm going to get comps on the couch. <laughs> And call it a night. I've got like 10 that you could borrow. So okay, I actually have about 20 new ones. So I could also just give you a new one. <laughs> okay, perfect. I so. don't know. All right. Well, outside's not for you. Not not for me. Outside may also no longer be for El Chapo's wife. <laughs> outside is definitely not somewhere she can be anymore. It's sneaking up on her real fast. Unfortunately. Uh, who's El Chapo's wife? Well, okay. So El Chapo, huge drug lord. He's yeah. now in prison for life. Um, he well, he's finally in prison, I should say. And so for his, now, his yeah, well, for now, we'll get to that. <laughs> his wife may not be too far behind. So his wife's name is Emma Coronel Isporo. Well, I'm making That's that up. Fantastic. That, how was that? How was Spanish? Okay, cool. <laughs> so she was born in San Francisco, um, but really grew up in a rural kind of impoverished area of Mexico. Um, she was born into the narco life, so her dad um, and her brothers were part of drug trafficking and allegedly kind of worked for El Chapo at a mid-level before she was really a part of El Chapo's life. And they also allegedly, in air quotes, cattle ranched. I'm not really <laughs> sure how that fits into the drug trade, but, you know, I you guess we all have, have to have our legitimate business on the side. I think they, like, um, poppies was, like, a big thing for a lot of these farmers where they would Don't you farm. also turn poppies into heroin? Exactly. Okay. That's my point. <laughs> Well, the farm is relevant. You didn't ask okay. if they were growing corn or heroin. Fair, fine. Just saying. Um, and, a, and a brief acknowledgement that, you know, there's extreme poverty in Mexico. And so although some people might not grow up thinking their dream would be to be in a cartel and live this life, mm-hmm. I don't know how many of them really have a choice. Right. Because there's so much pressure, I think, to get into them or pay up or face death. Yeah. So... You know, making it a little serious for a second, but let's get back into it. So she's this teenage beauty queen, right? She's she's supposed to be very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and she meets our guy, Joaquin El Chapo Guzman love it. is his name. Um, also love the name Joaquin. Me was too. kind of inspired, like, ooh, that could be a cute boy name. But like, should I say I that it was inspired by El Chapo? El Chapo? <laughs> I might need to rethink it. I'm just, look, a little side note. So he... He, at this time, is, like, the most wanted drug lord, especially Mm -hmm. in Mexico, but I think in, like, all the world. And she's supposed to be at this beauty competition when she's about 17 years old. Keep in mind, at this time, he's about 50 years old. Those exact exact age is, like, not really known. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Not really... The personal details about either of them are very few and far between mm-hmm. until we'll see what happens and how she handles it. But he's been married like two or three times before this. And now I think he has about 15 children. I don't know how many he had at the time, but let's just, that's the man. He's got a basketball team. We're, yeah, we're, we're setting this up for her. Well, so what I love is that apparently the day that she announced her candidacy for this, you know, this festival that she ultimately, you know, competes in for the Teenage Beauty Queen thing, El Chapo came in with a motorcade of 
like 200 scooters. Um, scooters is funny, but when you yeah. think about <laughs> it's on the old little Vespa. I mean, listen, they're they're in a different country. We are obviously not a super Vespa scooter country, but yeah. I imagine this. And so sure. there's 200 scooters driven by guys in like ski masks. And so he also had six planes fly in and he gets off of one with his AK-47 across him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that is, if that isn't romance, I don't know what is. That is my night in shining armor when <laughs> I know? think about that. You know, I want, I want a little chubby Mexican man on a scooter <laughs> and an AK-47. With a fleet of people. Sign me up. It's pretty bossy. Um, and she ends up winning the festival. I wonder mm. why. I wonder if it was like the 200 AK-47 clad <laughs> men on scooters or her beauty. But that's just my own thing. Um, they get engaged shortly after that. Uh, she marries him in 2007, basically as soon as she turns 18. That seems normal. Not creepy at all, right? Feels like a Law and Order least... SVU episode waiting to happen. <laughs> he has some decency, right? He was like, 17? No. 18? See. So you think he waited until she was 18 to just do anything? Maybe he has some manners. I don't know. Maybe right. a little gentlemanly. Um, well, so allegedly, I mean, I think people at least opined that part of the reason they got married or part of the reason El Chapo um, took such an interest in her was so that her dad's spot could be like solidified in the cartel. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I mean, at that point, do you really have a choice? If your dad is in the cartel already and trying to gain more clout and then El Chapo, who runs the cartel, comes in again with his AK-47 and his fleet of scooters, like, where is your choice in that? <laughs> I can't get over this imagery of a fleet of scooters just I coming to my daughter's like, beauty queen beauty pageant. Queen. And I'm like, yes, this is my ticket up. Love it. Uh, no, you're right. I think it can't hurt. I don't know what her father actually felt or her brothers, mm. but this guy is not the nicest cartel leader. He's definitely not asking for permission. Um, so. Yeah, that. And I think it's just safer to be in his good graces yeah. and whatever you can do to get him on your side. Uh, please do. And to give you a little background about who this guy is, so he's run the Sinaloa cartel and drug trafficking ring for almost 30 years. So long. Um, He's definitely, this cartel is like one of the most powerful cartels uh, reaching throughout North, South America, Europe, and even Australia. It's insane. Um, And they control most of the crossing points for drugs at the U.S.-Mexico border. And it's estimated that he's smuggled more than about $12 billion worth of drugs over his time. I wonder if Trump's wall has helped with that at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's a tunnel guy, so I don't know. Oh, he's going to... He's a tunnel guy. He's going to have to uh, build that wall in the ground? I, mean, I don't know. So he... I mean, he really kind of spans the gamut, too. He apparently deals in cocaine, meth, heroin, and marijuana, Um and they kind of coin him as the brains behind this extensive network of underground tunnels to Alexis Point um, to move drugs around. And, of course, they also use, you know, boats and planes and submarines. Um, so he really has no boundaries. Uh, mm-hmm. He does not take no for an answer and is going to get his drugs wherever he's going one way or another. Yeah. And the dad continues to be part of the drug ring for a while, too, even though he's later arrested. Um, but he was doing his thing, and allegedly he also had his men kidnap, torture, and kill people, um, basically enemies of the cartel, whoever owned him money, whoever he felt like, really, it sounds like. This Casual. guy is not a, yeah, he's not a nice guy, and that's kind of how he rose up in the ranks, because he was known for p- being particularly vicious, right. actually. And right. that's saying something, because a lot of these people are pretty vicious. And yeah. uh, Well, so, I mean, while while he's building his cartel and kind of getting, you know, really international kind of dominance, um, Emma, you know, is in the background. And so for the majority of their relationship, she nobody really knew anything about her. 
Um, they obviously knew of her. They knew that she got married. At least people from like their, you know, towns did. Um, but the only picture of her in public cir- circulation was from her competition back in 2007. So I say all that to say there's really no attention being paid to Emma, but she's married to him. And so in 2011, they have these twin girls in the U.S. And, you know, people at least speculate that she had the kids in the U.S. so that they would have dual citizenship mm-hmm. since they obviously primarily lived in Mexico. So it didn't really make the most sense but it could have been they could have been here um it could have been for health benefits you just don't know but i mean the dual citizenship citizenship thing makes sense mm-hmm. um and so at this point el chapo kind of begins a strong history of being arrested and then not being arrested or really escaping yeah. um over these years and so historically i guess he's been good about escaping um so after his first arrest in 1993 he spends a little bit of time in prison. I guess it ends up being like eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, but he escapes in 2001 um, in a laundry cart by <laughs> some reports in the prison. So a little, a little shady. Um, but yeah, you know. he knows how to he knows how to talk to those prison guards and pay them off. Right? Imagine being the guy. You're just like the laundry guy at the prison. You're like, do 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 do. Just gonna clean some socks today. <laughs> El Chapo's <laughs> like, I'm getting in. Let's go. <laughs> You're like. Oh, no. Well, so apparently he paid these reports or it cost him this first escape around $2.5 million in bribes. Crazy. Great. It worked. God, a laundry cart. As simple as that. So not to be outdone, he, he gets out and then he ends up getting arrested in 2014. So he couldn't evade them for too long. Nope. But that's a pretty good run. It's a couple um, years. You know, a couple years of run. freedom. Yeah, you're on the run for a while. Uh, two, and then this one, he did even better. So in 2015, just a year later, he breaks out. And this time, I think, in a more outlandish way, I really love this, he breaks through a tunnel that was dug right under his shower Props cell. to him. It's like 18, apparently the hole from the sh- to drop into this tunnel is 18 inches by 18 inches. That's so tiny. It's so tiny. So, I mean, in case you didn't know, Al Chapo is uh, like slang uh, for shorty. Okay. So I'm like, oh, good thing this guy's like so little. <laughs> like a little he can, nug. Yeah, a little <laughs> one and a half foot by one and a half foot. He's like, bloop, you know, like uh i love it well so allegedly the cartel to make this all happen bought land near the prison um so they could dig the tunnel from this land to the prison so the 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 tunnel ends up being a mile long um and allegedly i don't know how they did this and i would love to get details but they snuck a gps watch Mm -hmm. into prison so they could figure out exactly where his location was to then dig this tunnel right um and so they like stock up on all these weapons and have an armored truck and then had a motorbike in the tunnel on rails (laughs) that had lighting and ventilation so he could to your point like bloop down out of his shower yeah hop on this motorbike and ride the mile that was the funniest thing looking at the pictures i imagine like an actual motorcycle and he's just like like driving it's like no it's like a disneyland ride right like it's on a fixed track (laughs) and some guys like at the other end pulling the rope like getting him on the stop it they weren't pulling it i think it was at least (laughs) okay i might be embellishing a little bit (laughs) that's what i'm just poor like young cartel he's like i gotta earn my keep like pulling al chapo for like a mile uh, no, but it's crazy. I guess when he went through it too, he their lights. He was like smashing the light bulbs so that it'd so go dark in it. case oh. the prison people when they went after him, they'd be oh, like whoa. it'd be all dark. And I didn't see that. Uh, I love it. So I'm just picturing this guy because he's not he's short, but he's not that. Yeah, um, it's just really impressive, and it's crazy how much corruption and collusion there must be in these prison systems 
because how can nobody hear this tunnel being excavated? I mean, clearly you don't watch a lot of prison shows from my prison knowledge. Um, extensive prison watching? I have watched a lot of prison shows. It's quite loud, so I feel like there's always things going on. I mean, I, I assume this is, you know, based on my, my one-on-one knowledge of this situation, but mm-hmm. I think that they probably were waiting until the daytime when people were like out at the yards and out eating and there's all this commotion and then digging it then. And then at nighttime they would stop because it obviously just gets so quiet. Mm -hmm. But on top of the fact that like it's El Chapo, I mean, how hard were they fighting for this to not happen to protect their lives and probably their families' lives ultimately? Yeah. And I think, you know, if laundry cart was two and a half million, I can't imagine how much this was. Right. So who do you pay off to not hear in quotation marks? Um, So he escapes... Then he gets arrested again in early 2016. Uh, he's recaptured after this escape, and actually this time he's extradited to the United States about a year later. He fought heavily against being extradited to the United States. He even assassinated one of the Mexican judges who was overseeing his initial extradition proceedings wow. while he was jogging oh through gosh. Mexico City. Wow, that's sad. Well, I think it's worth also noting what extradition is. Um, so extradition basically occurs when a jurisdiction or a place really for lack of better terms delivers a person who's accused or convicted of a crime to another jurisdiction and so that basically the second place's law enforcement now has control of that person and what happens with the you know with the legal kind of issues here and so i i mean i think there were a number of reasons for extradition here um to start with i think you know as we've kind of alluded to the mexican court and prison system is maybe not amazing um Mm -hmm. not getting five stars in terms of keeping people in prison and how they handle these issues and so you know he's i mean he's already paid off kind of countless officials and police and escaped to maximum security prison so yeah i think that it's hard how do you how are you going to keep this guy accountable in mexico right um and also during these times where he was serving in prison he was really able to run his operations for the cartel from mexico because again like you said he had people paid off. So apparently his prison stays were actually quite nice. Like he had the guards delivering him nice meals, mm-hmm. messages. Mm-hmm. And so by being sent to the United States, he wouldn't, he's not going to get this treatment right. anymore. You're right. done. Right. I mean, I think he's in solitary for like 23 hours a day in the United States. Very different. Um, and the other thing too, is like the judges and the jury members are less likely to be intimidated. So not just the, the, the people in prison but the jury members uh less able to get bribed um and there are fewer legal tactics he can use to allow his lawyers to continually delay a trial which was happening when he was in mexico his lawyers were just delaying 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 yeah and i mean since i think ultimately really since his drug trade really crossed over to the u.s i mean the u.s really had standing or they had the the ability or the reason to step in because it had caused such a toll and impact to the country that you know there was a real stake for them to kind of figure this out too and make sure he was appropriately punished so i think ultimately the risks of extraditing him were definitely less than the risks of not extraditing him and the possibility that he might get out again and kind of resume the drug trade yeah it always helps when the u.s is your number one buyer (laughs) of drugs horrible but yes Uh, that's why we fund it but anyway um I mean, not the U.S. government, just the people here <laughs> like to, to buy his drugs. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that uh, our administration that I know of, but that's not a topic we'll touch this time. So, okay, he's back in jail, and Emma, his wife, uh, is asking the government to improve his prison conditions. She's just a very worried wife, and well, this is really where she kind of comes in. Yeah, she starts to get her claim to fame around now. You're right. She was like, "Hey, enough of you. What about me?" Right. Um. So prior to his extradition in the U.S., she 
actually was trying to get him to escape again. She had put down a $100,000 down payment for property near that prison. Um, and I think their idea was that same tunnel, two, circa 2014 tunnel mm-hmm. escape. Mm-hmm. Um, and before that could all go into play, he was actually transferred to a different prison in Mexico. And so she had tried to pay different people. This one cartel member, a million bucks to try to help him escape. She even spent up to two million, it sounds like, in prison bribes. Again, trying to get him transferred back to that original mm-hmm. Mexico prison. The that he broke out of. Yeah, because she's like, damn it, yeah. 75% of the tunnel's built. Come on, man, <laughs> come back. Uh, but then, of course, he was extradited to the U.S., and I don't think her tunnels go that far. So, I mean, they could, in theory, just take a little <laughs> bit of time. Yeah. Um, but instead of doing that, what happened is that, you know, El Chapo is obviously extradited to the U.S., like we said. And this trial begins in early 2019. And so this is kind of when I think the real attention started being turned to Emma because, again, nobody knew who she was. There's only one picture of her that's, like, circulated publicly. But during this trial, people kind of become enamored with her. And I think, you know, she's got this personality that I think really kind of drew the attention. And so she's coming in designer outfits and she's charming reporters and bringing snacks to the trial. I mean, like, oh, are you guys hungry? I have some, like, peanuts, whatever the case is. And so, (laughs) I don't know. Chips? I don't know. <laughs> Chips and salsa. Guacamole. Well, I'm not going to get that stereotypical, but K. All right. Alexa it. said it, not I'll me. I'm Mexican. Just fine. reminding everybody so we don't get canceled. Fine, fine. <laughs> um, so she's also like showing him love from the sidelines. And, you know, they're waving and blowing kisses. And so she's really just putting on a show and the so media extra. is eating it up. So extra. I just imagine her walking in every day. Oh, hello. Hello to you. <laughs> uh, and she is loyal, man. I think if you looked up the definition of loyalty, you'd see her picture. She's a ride or die for sure. Um, you know, she, my one of my favorite things about this story, uh, I guess reporters would ask her, you know, did, you had to have known who your husband was, right? This mm-hmm. giant, huge cartel leader. Um, you had to know that he was dealing in drugs and the cartel and also like her father and her brothers. Right. Like, no way you didn't know. Nope. This girl maintains that their wealth came from an irrigation firm mm-hmm. and their many farms. That sounds and that right. El Chapo is actually a very humble man and sweet. <laughs> and it's the media's fault for making him too famous. Oh, that's it's an like, interesting stance to take. If that's the case, their properties in Mexico must be the most fortified farms in the world. Like, imagine you're like, oh, there's a cornfield over there. And you see like 200 men on scooters with AK-47s. <laughs> you're like, yeah. this doesn't make sense. Super legit irrigation firm. <laughs> Like I said, loyalty on loyalty, right? So during his court trial, she is there every day, the doting, loving wife, even though several mistresses, and by I'm being very nice when I say several, I mean quite a few. (laughs) Talk about a football team. Yeah, Yeah. remember I said 15 kids? It's not Emma's. And they're not all Emma's. I'll say it that way. So they're testifying uh, and they're saying different stuff. And my favorite, my favorite part of this petty level petty i don't know if it's true the reports say it's true so i'm gonna go with it um but apparently one of his mistresses testified she's in prison herself this mistress so she's in the blue jumpsuit Mm -hmm. from prison Mm -hmm. and she's like i love el chapo right this girl emma the next day he she has el chapo and her show up in matching maroon like outfits love that for them was it like jackets was it gucci sure let's go with it i love it i don't pay attention to fashion like that but imagine you're like the wife and you're like "Uh uh-uh honey you and your little (laughs) blue prison jumpsuit you need to see and know who the couple is here. yeah look at my man and i in our matching maroon velvet jackets 
also velvet jackets and it's just hilarious and she's she blows him a kiss right they're not allowed to talk during this whole time because you know she can pass information on right so they're just waving and like looking at each other adoringly i mean she's not dumb she definitely has the power plays and i mean to further prove how dumb she not, was not one of the witnesses testifies that emma was actually the brains behind his 2015 tunnel escape um <laughs> which was probably awkward for her sitting in the courtroom listening to that right what do you i don't i would you just look down at your phone like what do you say if somebody's like yeah you're the reason that he escaped from you're like blowing a kiss to him and then they're like and emma is the one that orchestrated the escape like, and fading <laughs> so i mean it's it's worth noting at least that she denied this and said she learned about the escape on tv when the news broke and so she didn't know and she said had she known she wouldn't have been able to eat or sleep because naturally she'd be so worried about her sweet El Chapo. Her poor amor. So during wow. this time and after the trial, uh, she starts to get very active on social media. She's posting vacation pics, like modeling pics, like her in bathing suits. Well, first yachts. of all, I think this is an amazing way to handle your husband going to jail. I think if your next step is to like be an Instagram influencer, then more power to you, sis. But also... I was, you know, browsing her IG. She's a really pretty lady. She's definitely got some cute outfits. She seems mm -hmm. like she's living her best life. So. She's fashionable. Uh, worth noting that these posts, for whatever reason, have now been taken down. Shocking. I don't, I don't know if they were received too well. Um, and, you know, a lot of people started clowning on her, saying that she was just trying to take advantage of the attention. Other people say that maybe she was doing it because she's trying to build a life and make money because now El Chapo's taken away. Mm -hmm. Who knows the status of her life and her kids' life, uh, kids' lives? Right. Um, so. I mean, it's it's a rumor that around this time, with all of this attention increasing around her, that um, the the U.S. government kind of takes interest in her and starts an active investigation into. I would assume how she's financing these things because, like, sis, if the if the head of the cartel is now in prison for life and paying millions, how are you look on the ski slopes in that in the Swiss Alps? So <laughs> from their farm, Nicole, duh, things were making a lot of sense. <laughs> it's just poppies. Um, so unsurprisingly, the trial doesn't go well for Mr. and Mrs. Chapo. Uh, to to give an idea, stupid. <laughs> to give an idea, the tri I'm trying to talk. Sorry, to, go ahead. to give you an idea, this is how not well it goes for them. The trial lasted over the course of ten weeks. His defense spoke for about 30 minutes before arresting their case. What did they even say? I mean, what, what do you say to all those accusations? You're probably like, shit is crazy, huh? We rest our case. You just go to whelp and then, and then sit down. Talk about being stuck. Think people we wouldn't want to have to represent, Seriously. right? So he's convicted of federal drug charges, uh, weapons charges, money laundering charges. He gets life plus 30. Uh, he's serving in Colorado. He also had to forfeit about $12.6 billion. Casual amount. Um, apparently they're having some issues, shockingly, about him paying up. But that's another... <laughs> that's another well, I'm pretty sure he doesn't issue. keep his money in a bank. So, yeah, I have... I Bank of America? <laughs> I need you to... Be, be curious how they're trying to even get that money back. Yeah. But as he's not paying his loans or his, his debts to society... His loans. <laughs> his loans. <laughs> to the U.S. government. His federal student aid now. <laughs> Those loans are high. But as he's not paying his debts, the controversy around her really kind of continues to grow. And so, you know, people already thought she was bringing too much attention to herself by taking on the celebrity attitude between, you know, the fashion choices at the at the court hearings and then all this Instagram influencer stuff. And of course, you know, this really kind of goes against the norm um, for cartel wives. Unsurprisingly, they're usually not flashing all around town. Not good. Um, and so she starts to get a lot of flack for kind of being so active and showy while her husband is on trial and then continuing that while he's in prison. Yeah, it's truly crazy because before this, like you said, not much was known about her. They don't even really know his exact age. 
you just saw this one photo of her. We it was announced that they had kids, and that was it. Right. And then now she's like on social media everywhere. Well, so it only continues after the trial. She ends up launching this fashion line in his name, um, and I guess he signed his name and signature over to her. I don't feels quite formal given that he's behind bars, but okay, whatever works for you guys. And then in late 2019, she appears briefly on some reality show for um, families of drug traffickers. It's called <laughs> The Cartel Crew. Super humble. Definitely low-key. Never would be able to know what that's about. But it's, so it's mostly relatives of convicted traffickers complain <laughs> about feeling judged by society. I'm sorry. I just think that this is hilarious. Cartel Crew. I never heard of this show before we did this research. So I obviously looked into it and I watched her How much did you watch? I just watched her clip. Okay. (laughs) But it was hilarious because she's like talking to, I don't know, other cartel kids. Is that what we can call them? She's a cartel wife. Put some respect on her name. I think they're, okay. She was talking to the children of, like the son of this big cartel leader. Okay. They're on the back of a yacht sipping like sparkling wine. And she's complaining. She's like, sometimes you just want to do what you see normal people do. And she asked for <laughs> advice to start. A As she's on a yacht. Are you, is that how normal people live, Emma? <laughs> this is, by the way, everybody, genuine laughter from us because it's so ridis- ridiculous. Um, and she was asking them for advice on how to start a clothing line in her hubby's name. Um, you mean Mr. Chapo? Yeah. <laughs> El Chapo. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Chapo's clothing line. <laughs> Um, because apparently these other kids had started a, a cartel, uh, like a, a clothing line themselves. And this guy who's giving her the advice, he goes, yeah, it's so unfair because no one initially wants to work with you because of the narco stigma. And I'm like, yeah. Shocking. Probably. Nobody wants their life in jeopardy. No way. <laughs> yeah. You have the, the Medellin like son air, like, Hey, do you guys want to, to sync up and uh, come up with some new kicks? You're gonna be like, um, okay. Oh, good uh, thanks. Sure, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Well, so at some point, it's rumored that she starts to become worried about her safety, um, and so she wants to come back to the U.S. So recently, just last month in February, she voluntarily surrenders to the D.C. airport for on two, on two charges, I guess. So one is conspiracy to unlawfully import and distribute illegal drugs um, and acting as an accomplice, and the second charge was aiding her husband in his 2015 escape, and then the attempt in 2016. Which is, okay, this is crazy. Before we dive into these legal charges, which I know you're going to break down for us in a second, it's crazy that this was voluntary. Mm -hmm. Um, Apparently, she already had a defense attorney, um, Mm -hmm. you know, suited up and ready to go before she turned herself in. Um, There's speculation that she had already entered into a cooperation agreement with the U.S. government Mm -hmm. to provide information in exchange for leniency in her own case. So she must have known she was under investigation. Um, So basically, none of this was unexpected. Um, And there's some speculation that maybe El Chapo told her to surrender so she can live without worry and, you know, not have anybody on the run. Right. Or, you know, she was actually worried and started to reach out to the U.S. government. Um, Maybe stuff was going down with the cartel. She didn't feel safe because she's the wife of somebody who's no longer in power and usually that means there's going to be a vie for power right in the cartels i mean she's she's grown up in the drug trade and with this narco lifestyle so i'm sure she could read the writings on the wall and she you know to your your point knew that she was probably in jeopardy not only because of realistically somebody else wanting to take control of the cartel but also because she's been flashing all around town and people are now like you know kind of threatening her so yeah don't put her business because i think his his sons by another woman were in charge and i don't know how they felt right, about it but i know people is, were like yeah. not looking it was not looking good for her right right so break it break it down let's go back to the legal stuff i know you love this stuff okay so the first one so she's got conspiracy to unlawfully import and distribute drugs so conspiracy is essentially an agreement between two or more people to commit a crime in the future 
Um, and so this seems to be based on kind of her allegedly assisting El Chapo in, and the cartel and his sons in running the business. Um, I, I, I saw at least that some evidence that they had is that she was allegedly kind of passaging, passing messages to facilitate drug deals while he was in jail. And so while he's hiding from the authorities, um, the U.S. government kind of intercepted some messages between her and El Chapo's sons, even her own dad, who I guess at that point had not yet been arrested. Mm-hmm. Um, and they even further, I guess, have about 100 current and former members of the cartel who are sources um, who are going to corroborate her involvement uh, with the cartel and show that she really ultimately was a messenger and kind of leading some deals in the background while El Chapo couldn't. That's crazy. 100, over 100 people turned. Yeah. But I also feel like if they're just charging her with conspiracy, because again, it's just a conspiracy is an agreement between two people to commit a crime. Mm-hmm. If they're only charging her with that instead of the actual crime of importing and distributing, then I also wonder how strong these witnesses are or how strong like the messages were that they intercepted. Right. Uh, there's there's a lot to it. And I have to say, I was looking at this stuff and um, it came out, uh, some text exchanges between her and El Chapo before one of the raids where he had been tipped off mm-hmm. and so he was able to get out. So apparently he texts her, uh any weapons there love do you have a gun he asks her and she goes i have one of yours that you gave me it's like so sweet you know like imagine him being worried about her during a raid he's like hey sweetie do you have uh the ak-47 and the uh, bulletproof vest give your glock okay sweetie xoxo see you later (laughs) for dinner you know it's one of my favorites love it i love that he loves her so much Mm -hmm. um and so the other half of that charge after the conspiracy is the importing and distribution of drugs so that's pretty obvious it's just bringing drugs into the u.s and distributing them and again they were pretty serious high-level drugs it included meth and heroin and cocaine so yeah whole first charge basically is her being in agreement with somebody um probably really just el chapo and his sons to import and distribute the drugs in the u.s um Right, and the, and the other one is aiding El Chapo in his escapes, the 2015 mm-hmm. escape via the tunnel, mm-hmm. and then the failed attempt to get him to escape in 2016 before he was extradited to the U.S. Mm-hmm. So the US, U.S. government is, of course, building this case right now, but apparently they have some evidence of her trying to help him. Um, and I think, in part, there might be some text messages about the tunnel in 2015 and then in 2016, like we had mentioned, that she had paid off certain people. So that cartel guy, a million dollars, they have apparently evidence of that. And then her trying to bribe uh, some prison officials for another $2 million. Um, And some, I think, like you said, there's cartel members who are defecting and right. who are cooperating and saying, yeah, I saw this. Right. And then, I mean, of course, besides just the legal charges, there's always the morality piece of it all. Um, and there's a super, there's a huge conversation to be had around being involved in a drug cartel and distributing, you know, drugs anywhere in the world, especially given that we know the ramifications of, you know, people getting addicted to these things and the toll that it takes on communities and families, et cetera. Um, and so in the affidavit from the FBI agent, the agent kind of points out that it's maybe worse for her because she again, kind of grew up in a cartel lifestyle with her dad and her brothers. And so she obviously would have known what she was marrying into. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also just feel like how much of a choice would she have really had, again, dating back to this initial decision if her dad is trying to gain clout in the cartel and El Chapo comes in with his AK-47 to your fucking beauty pageant? Like, mm-hmm. where do you have to say no to that? Yeah, like we said, he's 50 plus years old. He's coming in with, he's like the big, one of the biggest cartel leaders of all time. Mm-hmm. He will go down in history as being so. Mm-hmm. she's 17 when he lands his eyes on her so 
how much of a choice does she really have? And, and like I said, I, I want to point out how big this guy is in case people have not heard of him. He's been compared to Al Capone and Pablo Escobar right. with how powerful he is and how violent he yeah. is. Emphasis on violent. Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows how many people he has killed himself mm-hmm. or has ordered right. hits on. Right. Um, and I have to tell you, after I read about him more, I was a little scarred. I was like, oh my God, this guy is vicious. That's like, crazy. He was, he, uh, and we won't get into it. My, my, one of the things that I saw was like, if somebody was a few minutes late on a delivery, he would shoot him in the head right then and there um, in front of everybody to give everybody like a warning. Like, I think like a few minutes late, like this guy's like three minutes late, like poor guy. What if he had diarrhea or something and now he's lost his (laughs) mind? That's your first thought? Okay. I'm just saying things happen. You know, I'm like, this is how vicious. traffic? (laughs) (laughs) You know, traffic too. I don't know, but it's just, it's just crazy. So again, what choice does this 17 year old girl, emphasis on girl, have when this drug lord wants you? Right. So, as a refresher, she's going to trial for these two crimes. The first crime, again, is conspiracy to import and distribute, and the second one is aiding El Chapo in his first escape and ultimately trying to attempt the second one. So now, as she's awaiting trial, she's detained without bond, um, which basically just means she's sitting in jail and she can't pay to get out for this point in time like while the trial is ongoing. Um, and it's because, for some obvious reasons, I mean, she's kind of a flight risk. She's got access to this entire cartel and system. So she's got money and she's got abilities to travel around and kind of really evade these charges um, in the entire trial ultimately. But I think right now she's looking at about 10 years to life in prison as well as a $10 million fine. Um, Again, not sure where this money is going to come from if Mr. Trapo is sitting in prison not paying his billions, but we'll see. Um, but the interesting part is that there's now been some rumors that she's possibly willing to cooperate because of her daughters. And so cooperating really just means that she's going to snitch. Um, and the thought would be that she would snitch on his sons who are now running the cartel, um, called Los Chapitos. Yeah. Can I, (laughs) I was like, I love, they're called Los Chapitos. She loves it. Uh, I love that. I I don't know. I wonder how short they are, but anyway, those (laughs) Chapitos are, are taking over for their dad and, and running the cartel while he's out. Yeah, and so, I mean, ultimately, if she cooperates and snitches on them, which, A, I think is a fucking horrible idea, given that mm-hmm. family, mm-hmm. but it would re- ultimately mean that she gets a reduced sentence, so she wouldn't have to do that 10 years to life, she might not have to pay the $10 million fine, and she could possibly get to live here in the U.S., and even more than that, she would, you know, be able to enter into the witness protection program, where they try to basically keep her safe, which we know is not, it's not foolproof, people have found witnesses in the witness protection program and, and killed them so again i i don't know that i'm gonna side with her on snitching on it los chapitos here yeah, don't don't tell on the chopitos please uh por favor um and people have acknowledged that she's not a big player like you said the conspiracy charges are conspiracy charges there it's not quite evidence that mm-hmm. she herself is like you know in the tunnels right smuggling and it's unusual too that that the government is going after her. They don't typically go after spouses mm-hmm. and it may be because she was being flashy about it, but there's some speculation that it actually might be a symbolic move on the part of the Biden administration. Actually, um, in October, 2020, this powerful Mexican military general who was also an alleged, I'll say drug Lord. Um, his nickname was El Padrino, the Godfather mm-hmm. to give you an idea, um, of the fear of this guy. Uh, but he was arrested on drug, drug charges in Los Angeles, but the Trump administration, instead of, trying him here, sent him back to Mexico to mm. be dealt with. Smart move. <laughs> yeah. And just like a few days later, essentially, he was let go. Okay. So some are speculating that uh, that maybe the Biden administration wanted to take a harsher stance right. and are using her as an example. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I mean, even playing into the politics part of it all even more is that Mexico's president is now kind of stepping in and asking for more info. So I think it's going to – it's ultimately – this might complicate relations between the two nations um, because, again, it's not common that we would step in and take over things that are really resulting from things that started in Mexico. Um, But given the impact here and everything, I I get it. And also, you know, just her possibly cooperating and want to be in our witness protection program. Mm -hmm. Um, But either way, Mexico's president is now asking, like, what's going on? Why did you guys step in here? But still is oddly avoiding speaking ill of El Chapo um, and even briefly met up with his mom recently. So, (laughs) you know, seems like they've still got some things that we're working through. Don't hurt me. Yeah. But one thing that I love that recently happened is that the rapper Young Thug um, made Emma his profile picture on Instagram, and he said it's because she's a loyal woman and he really, really respects her. That's flattering. Super cute. Wow. Yeah. I wonder if I can get on his profile. Young Thug is really, really a great role model for the youngins. (laughs) But so anyways, you know, as we kind of said, so El Chapo's wife got arrested. Actually, she didn't get arrested. She voluntarily turns herself yeah. in. Yeah. Um, has a couple charges floating out there. May snitch on some folks. Watch out Los Chapitos. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Who knows? It's very weird. We're going to have to see what happens with yeah. this one. Well, so what's your, what's your advice for this episode? Well, to your point, I'm going to say snitches get stitches. Mm, so, so watch out, Emma. And uh, don't give El Chapo a shovel. <laughs> Love that. Mine would then be don't try to be an Instagram influencer if you're also evading the law and the authorities. That's really good. Um, I'm writing that one down. Solid advice, right? (laughs) Yeah, I want to make sure I I remember that one. Never thought about it before. Thank you. Um, So thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Legally Judgy. We hope you enjoyed listening to us talk as much as we love the sound of our own voices. If you did, please subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Also, feel free to connect with us on our socials at Legally Judgy. Until next time. Bye.